3: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: City, WDF, HD2, Liberty, and Odyssey Station.
0: It is time to talk to Doug Glanville, former big leaguer, member of ESPN's baseball coverage. And Doug, how cool is it to see a small market team like Kansas City lock up their superstar for a long time, huh?
4: Yeah, I, I love it. I love it, and I know that's something that we always talk about in the game. You know, you have stars that are, you know, born and raised uh, in in an organization, in a family, a community, and the ability to stay is always challenging, because you know you end up being kind of a farm team for you know some other market, and uh, that can pay. And I think that when you see that in Kansas City, just to say we're making this statement early on. Uh, it, it just creates such a throughout the community, but also just the ability to kind of create the continuity with the fans, and uh, everyone around the sport gets inspired by that, because you know wherever you are, it is possible to retain your star. Does Scott Boris hate this deal? <laughs> uh, Scott Boris, I mean, I remember Scott Boris from way back in college, and, uh, you know, someone that always is very creative and getting uh, the most value, so uh, he's going to look at every single dollar, but in the end, you know Bobby Wood Jr. and his family's, you know, making that decision, and uh, you know, he's still obviously uh, going to do very well. He could probably buy a small island at this point, but uh, <laughs> he's in good shape.
2: <laughs> I don't think we have any islands here, though. Do we? Do we have any? Oh, uh, we <laughs> do. There- Actually, there's
4: one in the Missouri River.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you could buy that <laughs> yeah, one for sure. Yeah, we'll we, we we which, give him that uh, one now. Uh, he doesn't have to buy that one now. We can give it to him. We can give it to him. Uh, Doug, uh, certainly good for the good for the player, uh, good for the Royals in a in a division that's. Everybody seems to feel like it's completely up for grabs. Is this significant in making them move for a? Hey, you should compete in this division.
4: Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's the that's the fun of it too. I mean, the thing about Bobby Wood Jr. that's so special is when you when you if you just go around baseball or you just listen to All Stars or people, you know, they it's like they're looking at Bobby Wood Jr. You know, they just are so in awe of his talents and his ability, his upside. And when you have that kind of figure, a lot of people start to say, you know, it'd be nice to play with this guy, you know, especially you start making progress and, you, you know, you, you pick up some, some games and all of a sudden you're, you're competing. You know, that's the kind of caliber that Bobby Wood Jr. brings. It's not just, the, okay, the talent, we know that. It's just the ability becomes this franchise. Player that people want to play with. They just and he can draw in other talent to say, yeah, I want to. I want to be in Kansas City. I want to. Kansas City didn't, It wasn't long ago they won the World Series, right? So we're not. You know, we're not talking fifty years ago. So, um, so this is possible in Kansas City. It's been done before, and that centerpiece, you know, it, it becomes this big draw. And, and and what Junior just commands that players are in awe of this guy, uh, and that says a lot. You know, it's always fun. You're in the big leagues, and you still have this great admiration for other players. And he's just one of those players.
0: Doug Glanville of ESPN with us. When you were playing, who was that dude for you?
4: Well, I mean, we had some some megastars. I know a lot of stuff, the, the PDs became sort of a cloud. <laughs> but I know there's many times we sat on batting cages watching the opponent hit and watched Barry Bonds hit, watched Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. You know, everybody hit. Well, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. in my case. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to see these guys up close. I remember Scott Rowan and I were leaning on the cage and he was in the Hall of Fame watching Guerrero uh, take batting practice in Montreal, and he pulled aside and said to me, that guy is so much better than I am, it's ridiculous. (laughs) 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 And he's in the Hall of Fame. So that is so much fun. And and Witt is a guy, you know, he strikes me as someone, he could basically play like all nine positions. Like if you just like took Witt Jr. and just cloned him, you'd be like, he's, oh, he's a great right field. Oh, he's a great shortstop. You can put him anywhere. He could pitch. I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, the skill set that just transcends all the skills that make you great in this game.
0: What did the offseason do for the perception of the Royals around baseball? I mean, they essentially went out and, and spent about $400 million, you know, on, on free agent. Obviously, the, the bulk of that going to whip, but with Lugo and Waka and Renfro, I mean, like, they made some yep. noise this offseason.
4: They made a lot of noise, and there's a lot of teams that you kind of expected to make noise that are kind of standing pat or sitting back. And you know, you know, the thing about Kansas City and, and the market you mentioned, just getting the, the sort of you know, homegrown talent locked up. It's also just getting the pieces because you know you saw 2015 or you know any of the years the Royals were you know highly competitive. You know, you knew it comes down to like the right fits and the right leadership and putting it all together. And so it doesn't take a lot to turn it around. And then all of a sudden you make a move at the trade deadline. All of a sudden, you know, you, you win 90 games. All of a sudden teams are like, yeah, players want to go there in free agency. So that that's the ripple effect. And uh, and, and you, you have to start with that centerpiece. But guys like, like Lugo is an example of someone who is starting to get back to that starter form. He's always had the spin rate, the curveball, you know, all these different things. But now you look at, the ability to say, okay, if this guy makes that big jump to be like, I'm a starter and I'm going to give you those five innings, uh, then you know all of a sudden you have a different complexion in your rotation.
2: Doug Glanville of ESPN joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. How wide open is the AL Central?
4: I think it's wide open. I mean, You look at, well, the White Sox always have this offensive firehouse, that power, they've got the talent. They just have not been able to kind of culturally get themselves sound. So that always opens the door because you just don't know what you're going to get, a team that could win 90 or or lose 90, right? And uh, you look at at Cleveland, the Guardians, the the chains of the guards, literally. We talked to Terry Francona and how's that's going to be. They've always had a lot of struggle with offensive production, and, and getting those pieces. So, you know, these are teams that have kind of been battling, you near know, the top of the division. The Twins have, you know, taken huge steps as well. But it's it's open. And and has had talent, a lot of arms, a lot of velocity. And now it's just, all right, can you take that step to for the development side to get those skills matched up with the productivity? And that's, that's like sort of Bobby Wood Jr. exemplifies that for the organization. You have a guy with all this talent that took strides. and and bigger steps to sort of being this productive player. And now there's that next level. The whole organization is trying to follow suit. And it starts with pieces Uh, to surround him with.
0: Well, and how hard is it, Doug, to take that next jump? Because we're talking about, like, you know, like the Rangers two years ago lost 94 games, they're World Series champs. I'm not saying the Royals are at that level yet, but they lost 106 games. And I know in baseball we like to go, well, you can't make that big of a jump from one year to the next. Well, the Rangers just kind of threw a pie in the face of that. So where do you kind of see this ball club? Can they make a bigger jump than, like, the the Pocota rankings are saying at 71 or 72 games, or – is it, for the most part, just impossible to make like a 40-game improvement from one year to the next?
4: Well, you gave the best example of the Royal uh, Rangers. And, and part of it is, you know, the, the game has these models that kind of becomes the, the culture of the game on how decisions are made, and how teams develop and grow. And as that sort of shifts, you say, wait a minute, it is possible. Now, the Rangers made huge investments. You, you get a DeGrom who wasn't really on the field. You have to be willing to make certain moves or in the position to make certain moves. When you are competitive and right there, and so, you, you know, the trade deadline rolls around, you're like, yeah, we got to get this guy. We have to get these pieces. So sometimes that's the difference maker of being able to see, like, all right, who do we have the first two months of the season? Where are we? How that's, how that's trending? Do we go on? Because you mentioned the losses, but the Royals also had some, some runs last year, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, can you sustain that? And I, I say, why not? I mean, I was, you know, bullish on, on the Royals you know, the last couple of years because I just there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of arms, and now it's just execution. So if you get that and you get the Hunter Renfro, you get pieces to come in and just have career years. Like, let's take the Giants. who They blew up C- C- Pakoda P- a couple of years ago under Gabe Kapler, mm-hmm. right, with Buster Posey. and So, yeah, you need some magic to make the, the Ranger jump. But you don't need that kind of magic to just, like, gain yourself 15 games and keep moving in the right direction. And, you know, they're, they're just making that move with an exclamation point with someone like Bobby Witt Jr. being locked up as long as he is.
0: We never thought Super Bowl week with the Chiefs could be overshadowed by anything. And here we are talking about the biggest <laughs> contract the Royals have ever given out and one of the top 15 contracts in the history of Major League Baseball. It's crazy. It's crazy, Doug. We appreciate you, my man.
4: Yeah, I appreciate being on. Thanks for having me. You got it.
0: Take care. Doug Glanville, of ESPN, former big leaguer with us here on 610 Sports Radio. How about this stat I'm going to throw at you for just one second? Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Sit sit down. I am. The, the three biggest deals prior to Bobby Wood Jr. were Ian Kennedy. Remember Ian? I think that deal is still going. He's like that song. This is the song that never ends. Like Ian Kennedy is the contract that never ends. Alex Gordon and Salvador Perez add up all three of those deals. They do not equal what Bobby Witt just got paid. Wow. If that's I, not a mic is, drop moment for the franchise, I don't know what it is, right?
2: Rarefied air, right? If he hits, if he, if, if, the, if, they execute everything, which again is unlikely at the end, right? Right. The the player option and the mutual option, but it's like 300 million.
0: I mean, yeah. it's like silly. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah.
2: I'm like that's kids. Oh, cool! <laughs> I'm, he, I'm in. What,
0: what, one of the one of the top fifteen contracts in the history of baseball. A
2: baseball, not of just baseball. Yeah,
0: but the Royals just signed one of the top fifteen contracts in the history of That's Major correct. League Baseball. That's correct. And you want to say John Sherman doesn't want to win? You still you you still saying that out there? Are people still saying mm. that? Mm. Four hundred million dollars for players this off season. And a billion for a stadium. Oh. I think he wants to win.
2: Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride is going to join us live from uh, Las Vegas. He was at uh, opening night last night. And we'll look ahead, of course, to Sunday's matchup with the Chiefs. He'll join us coming up at 825. Uh, but next, Hosmer weighs in? <laughs> yeah, we'll get
1: to that next.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Here's El Marco Jackson up the floor. Now to McDowell. A three-pointer is on the way, and that one is off the mark. And Kansas State, for a second straight year, has knocked off Kansas in overtime.
3: The Wildcats win it 75-70. to 70.
0: Wyatt
2: Thompson last night here on 610 Sports Radio. As the uh, they got the dudes, uh, four-game losing streak snapped by K-State, knocking off Kansas last night in the octagon of doom, uh bearing the lead. They have a guy named Tyler Perry. Why did no one tell they me this? They do? K-State or KU? K-State.
0: Oh. Tyler Perry plays for K-State. That's awesome. Wasn't he a comedian at one point? I hey. guess you can go back now. Everybody's going back to <laughs> That's school, right. right? Did he have a couple of COVID years remaining? Yeah.
2: Took a break from movie making. We had the actor strike, there and so he we went back to college hoops. Went to hoops. No one's, no one's mentioned that Tyler Perry right. plays for K-State.
5: What? Was this in the news?
0: How come nobody's mentioning that there was an F K U chant again last night? Like, why does K State continue to do that stuff? That's like rubbish.
2: Mm. Everybody's got their thing.
0: It's but Jerome Tang doesn't like it. He's even tweeting about it this morning. He's like, "Come on, enough." Yeah, well,
2: he's asked several times I mean, nicely. it feels Your coach like, is
0: yeah. asking you not to yeah. do that. You look, yeah. you, you look, you look foolish, and it's small minded when you do stuff like that because you'd rather run down K U than celebrate your regular yeah. season win, right? Yeah. I mean especially when the coaches say like Jerome Tang man that guy's like a deity over there right Yeah you listen to him you listen you to take your marching Tang. orders from
2: Jerome Tang I would think I, yes, I mean it, I would
0: I, you got to right yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 just it 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 diminishes what your team accomplished when you chant FKU or F Missouri or even the KU fans the other day chanting overrated at Houston I hate the overrated chant Josh Do you like the overrated chant No it's usually chant? proper
2: rated is what it is yeah. and if you beat them you've but it you've diminishes just, you. You've just taken your rating. Yeah, it you've just, just their
0: diminishes you. How does this affect the tournament?
2: Well, you have Tyler Perry Ray, name recognition yeah, now. Yeah, that, that's true. That does I get in. Yeah. that helps you. Yeah. I can, Bill I Self lost his fastball? Can only help you. There must be a closed-door yeah, I mean, players-only like meeting here pretty soon. going to be meeting over at Henry T's, think. right? I would think. Much-needed dub. I watch Wings Cats. a
0: lot, too. It usually does help me get into a better frame of mind. Roy Biggins was fantastic on that show.
2: Uh, Brett Veach will join us on the show tomorrow. Chiefs uh, general manager, 6.50 tomorrow morning. We'll play, play it again later in the show, but 6.50 for the initial interview. You want to catch it uh, gives, this, uh, gives us a little bit about uh, the future. I want so. you
3: to
0: respond to the people who keep saying Andy Reid's retiring and Travis Kelsey's retiring at the end of this year. Well. <laughs> there it is. Ooh. Ooh. Come back tomorrow Find out more. For
2: more. Find out more. Also, uh, Clark Hunt's going to drop by Cody Gold today.
0: Live in Vegas. anchor
2: our coverage from uh, Vegas ten to two today here on six ten Sports Radio. And Clark Hunt scheduled to uh, sit down with them coming up at one o'clock. I today. hope they
0: ask him what his plan is for the new stadium. I I believe that's probably on the agenda. Yeah. Um, from the nine one three great text from a K State fan. We didn't rush to court last night. One thing at a time, Bob. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. Okay, I give you that's that. that. I give you that. My question okay. is why I am. Pro court storm. I love the court
4: storm. Yeah. yeah.
0: The court storm is fun. You know, I think I, 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 I do, I do like the court storm. I don't like the overrated chant. I don't like the F the opposition chant. I think it just diminishes what your team does, but I'm all about the court storm. I know Jay Billis, you know, opined on that. And then Caitlin Clark ran into somebody a couple of weeks ago and everybody lost their collective minds you know, over the court storm, but mm-hmm. I like the court. I don't mind the, I court, love the court storm. storm. Just I think get it's fun. just get everybody just
2: uh, get everybody from the visiting team off quickly. I and mean, you can do that. It's it's very easy to do. And then let the let the kids celebrate. It's fun. It's fun.
0: Last two digits seven seven on the text line. I cannot read Mm-mm. that text, <laughs> but just know the nine year old in me is dying. Yeah. Well it
2: does finish says says listen to Coach Tang.
0: That's right. So. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so of all things, we'll talk to Pete Sweeney coming up in just a couple minutes. Of all things uh, involving the, uh, the Bobby Witt signing yesterday, Eric Hosmer weighed in. I know he did. Which is great. Congrats to everyone involved in this deal. Very happy for the KC fans. However, I will say if there's no Super Bowl suite for the boys worked into this, I'm going to have a lot of questions about Bobby Wood Jr.'s leadership.
0: That's exactly right. Ha's bringing the heat on Twitter with that, which is fantastic. (laughs) I miss him so much, Josh. You know, like he was just such a special guy. To have here in Kansas City, like just the the go-to guy, really good ball player, great in the community. He's not with a team right now. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this spring training progresses if he gets back into baseball or what he decides to do. But he's going to be a guy to kind of keep an eye on because I think Eric Hosmer has a future in the media. I think he should take over Sunday Night Baseball.
2: From uh, a Rod, whoever's from- on it right now, I don't care. Like oh, Hosmer, Lord.
0: I think Hosmer could have a really like. He should take over for Tony Romo on football broadcasts. Sure, why not? Right? Would you rather have Eric Hosmer and Jim Nance or Tony Romo oh, yeah, and Jim Hosmer. Nance? Yeah, look All out, right. Jim! All right, we got to get Hosmer in here. We can't oh, be doing oh. this anymore. So, um, I, I love the fact that he rolled the Super Bowl suite out there. This is the exact kind of deal that I hoped Eric Hosmer would have signed here. Like looking back. I think if you would give Eric Cosmer all the truth serum in the world, he probably would have said, I should have signed and became a lifelong Royal. Like it would have been a perfect fit for him here in Kansas city, but he took the Scott Boris advice and went to San Diego, made a lot of money out there, Josh, there's no question. But the minute he hit the skids and wasn't playing as well, there was no loyalty to him. Had Eric Cosmer signed that contract here in Kansas city, and 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 you know, you know, sign the same type of deal here and hit the skids a little bit, we would have had his back because he won us a world championship. There was none didn't matter what you did in Kansas City when he was out in San Diego. And so there's a part of me that like really wishes that Eric would have signed that deal here in Casey because I think I think he would have been the perfect face of the organization, the perfect player for this organization and somebody that the fans just loved unconditionally here in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, I think it would be good. I think it, I think his baseball the baseball part would have turned out a little bit better for him too. Right. I think he could have helped maybe you keep it going to a to a a little bit better pace than they did. It couldn't bring the whole band back together. That wasn't going to work, but right. he'd been part of maybe the the reload.
0: But you were willing to pay him and, him and Salvi it felt like, right? Cuz you ended up paying Salvi, but could, I mean if if you would have had him and Salvi, you know, kind of walking around town as the as the two uh the two stars of the organization and the two faces of the right. organization, it would have been really good. That'd yeah, have been right. It would have been fun.
5: Who's calling. I, I think it Pete, sweet.
3: Head, pride, editor in chief. I think about the peach, peach sweetie Always wearing black, think about charcuterie and the cheeks.
2: Joins us presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. And by Park and Go, your go to airport parking destination with all covered parking. Book parkandgo.com.
0: I'll tell you what from the text side we can pay Bobby Witt Jr. 280 million, but we can't fix the damn potholes. <laughs> Talk to Mayor Q. I don't think the team handles potholes. Yeah, I don't think just, I don't think John Sherman's in charge so. of the potholes. I don't think so. How are the potholes in uh, in Lost Wages, Nevada? There, Pete, things good?
5: See, the potholes are are not not out and about and around. It's it's the uh, flooding right now. Well, we came in and it was raining, and there just was there's been puddles everywhere. We were walking in uh, Allegiant Stadium last night for the uh, opening night. And we went down the staircase, and there was a security guard that had to direct us uh, to our left because if you came down a certain area of the stairs, the the drainage wasn't good. So oh, so
0: it was like being in uh, Oakland. Uh,
5: it's just it's old Oakland, yeah. 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 I think they're trying to remember Oakland in that in that way, yeah.
0: Um, so, Pete, you're there on the ground, and, and you're not complaining about the field, are you? Is that just the 49ers? Like, it, we're already in their heads, and it, it wasn't even Monday when they started, you know, complaining about the grass.
5: Yeah, I wonder, like, if it's just like a squeaky wheel situation or it's just a general annoyance of the fan base that, uh, you know, they're taking after the, the players where, you know, you have – the offensive lineman talking about or I'm sorry the defensive lineman talking about holding and then same thing with the president of the team uh, and then that now extends to the field not being uh, up to snuff and how it's unfair and you know, I, I think it's worth saying here that uh, each and every year the home team typically will get the home uh, stadium facilities whereas The other team will go to the local university, and so that's happening here. I I think they're trying to figure it out. Uh, Obviously, the 49ers aren't happy. I mean, this is the second year in a row now. There's been some kind of field thing, so hopefully the NFL figures it out. I I think you want to get to Sunday with no built-in excuses for either side. Oh,
0: I'd I'd love the built-in excuse for the 49ers. They're beating themselves in their heads right now, losers. The tackles hold, and the field is too soft. Yeah. I, I'm envisioning, though, guys,
2: like there's going to be like a, you know, one of those stupid off-season meetings where like. Uh, should we reconsider who uh, who gets the uh, the home <laughs> the the home facility you know, for these to do uh, Super now, Bowl matchups? And what
0: we're going to have to do now, guys, is this: if you want to host a Super Bowl, you better be either L. A. or New York and have two NFL have facilities yeah. ready to roll. Right? Is that is that what we're going to get to now? Same. Right? I mean, it's like it's ridiculous. We we've done this for fifty seven years prior, and not one time have people complained about the grass.
5: Yeah, you know, I just. And I, of course, you know, you got to re- remember I have this Kansas City bias in me, but I'm just out here and I and I just get the sense that the Chiefs are, are they have this vibe about them that is, you know, they're here to win a football game where, I mean, even in opening night, I think you're seeing some of the 49ers and, and, you know, the head coach and everything. They're kind of enjoying the entertainment and the, the party uh, of it all. And I, I don't know, I, I get the feeling where, like, you, you get this photo and you, you you know, I was there but you but you guys probably saw in Kansas City of Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy just standing together. And I you know, it's just hard for me not to think about like the Forty Diners are probably very happy that they were made, able to make it to this point. Whereas the Chiefs you can almost sense like a still a little bit of dissatisfaction that it's just not over with yet. And I, I think that's a good thing for Casey and, you know, you had also situations last night where Kansas City was really getting booed. I mean, big, big, big boos, whereas uh, it was heavy cheers for uh, the 49ers and, and their players. And I, I think they're enjoying it. I think the Chiefs are, are liking this new role that they're playing.
0: Well, it is it, it is a villain-esque role because I, it, it's so different to me than the Yankees or the Patriots, Pete, or the Red Sox or whoever you want to put in that category of the sports villains that we see. Like, Nobody hates Chris Jones. You can't hate Patrick Mahomes. Even though I had a dream, he grew a mustache last night. I don't know why I had that dream. Uh, Travis Kelsey, how Just do you hate him? match Andy. Yeah, yeah maybe. That, yeah. How awesome would Patrick Mahomes look at a mustache? Pretty good. Um, like, they don't have that that hateable figure like Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. Like, this is a likable team. And even people that want to boo them are at the end of the day, they're like, oh my God, Travis is dating Taylor. We got Patrick Mahomes. Like, how do you hate these guys?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's easy for us to say because I think we're all, you know, pulling for, for the Chiefs and, and the parades and everything like that. And I think sometimes all you need to do is win to the level that they're winning. I mean, it, it is, uh, it's definitely, I mean, I, that's something I'm sensing out here. There's just this definite feel of Chiefs fatigue. And Tough. I got to imagine even, you know, not just 49ers fans, but any NFL fan, period that's coming here that, you know, not as a fan of the AFC West is probably going to be pulling that way just so it's not the the same thing. But, hey, you know, I, I, I agree with you on an individual standpoint really difficult to hate these guys and, and their personalities, but I just think they're sick of the chiefs team
0: and, and the Patriots cheated too. I mean, we got deflated balls. We got videotaping. We've got spy, like all of that kind of nonsense that went on with new England. They, they had a coach who wasn't likable. They had a quarterback who I always thought was likable and Tom Brady, but he deflated his balls. And then he had all the cheating scandals that go on. The chiefs just win and bring Taylor Swift into the fold. I'm then- surprised we've gotten to this point. I mean, the NFL or the
2: NFL fandom has seemingly celebrated the, the opportunity to have a repeat champion. Yeah. And that's completely like not even,
0: <laughs> it would have been celebrated had even, they won back to back the first go around, but now that they've sustained success I and been to four, I of the thought, last five, I thought the
2: I, N- I thought NFL wanted this and it seems Pete that they, do, that they don't at least representative last night. Do you get a feel? Is there a feel yet that what was a, obviously a large San Francisco crowd versus chiefs crowd will be the same on game day.
5: Well, I think from the, the proximity, you know, to California and I, you know, I got to imagine there's four, some 49ers fans that live in, in Las Vegas. I, I don't know if it'll be, if, I mean, last night it sounded to me almost like 75, 80% and then like 20% chiefs where I don't think it'll be that drastic, but I I, I bet you San Francisco is going to have the edge. Not that it matters. I mean, I, I don't know if you really watch the film again and, and the broadcast angles of, of, Chiefs in Buffalo and then Baltimore, they really like enjoy annoying the crowd. So I don't. I know that's great. I, I, Travis Kelsey says, uh, "Yeah, I keep booing. I, I feed off this more than cheers. I, I actually think there's some truth to that. I don't, you know, I, I know that Kelsey is very careful what he says nowadays, but I, I do believe that one. I, I think that." Uh, he actually enjoys ticking off uh, a lot of the fans in attendance.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I don't really care about the forty whiners and all that kind of nonsense that's going on with Ooh, them. Oh, I
5: like I like where you're going.
2: But
0: there. but as 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 very fesco very is right. to have that <laughs> nickname. As the forty whiners are out there, cl- uh, you know, crying about the field, then you've got the Raider fans denying denying that the Chiefs are using their locker room. I don't know which one is better right now: the Chiefs logos and stuff all over the Raiders locker room, or the Raiders fans denying that it's even their locker room
5: yeah it's uh it's pretty funny I mean I I think there's a lot of uh of uh Raiders fans that I mean I'm sure that they're happy that their facility got the Super Bowl but at the same time I mean this is you know one of the worst possible scenarios that you could have with the chiefs and and the uh 49ers uh, going at it and certainly with with Kansas City and you walk into Allegiant Stadium, and even on the outside, I, you know, I posted a photo to our, our social media channels. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs logo is everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere in the city. It's it's all over the the stadium on the outside with with the 49ers logo, talking about the Super Bowl. And then for that whole hour of of the Chiefs being up there and, and walking out and everything, I mean, with all the lights and LED systems, you can you can change your stadium to any color. I'm sure they have a lot of concerts and stuff there you walk into Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders, and the whole thing is red with red lights and, um, you know, the cheerleaders and, you know, Casey Wolf is running around. And you just you get that feeling. Like, imagine uh, if it was on the other foot where it was the Chiefs were having going, and somehow the Raiders were involved. I mean, that would be sickening to some Chiefs fans. Uh, so <laughs> that's what they're feeling uh, right now. Uh, uh, obviously one of the number one rivals for the Chiefs, uh, passionate fan base, but just definitely not enjoying what, what's happening here for sure. Pete
2: Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us live from Las Vegas. He was an opening night last night. Uh, from the injury perspective, I know Joe Tooney was kind of saying it's a day-to-day. I'm just kind of seeing how the week goes. What's uh, what's the latest injury situations for the Chiefs?
5: Yeah, I, I'm wondering about Joe Tooney. I mean, I, I think he's trying to put his best foot forward. I, I still tend to think that it, it's going to be a situation with Nick Allegretti, Um, you know, I I had been going back and forth and on, on Sky Moore, but I think now that Jarek McKinnon is in the mix, I think he adds a a wrinkle. I I think if you are trying to figure out, well, who would be of a greater uh, asset to us, I I think McKinnon would probably get the nod on, you know, coming off of injured reserve before Moore. Uh, I think we'll see transactions before the end of the week. Um, And I, you know, I know we have how important, mckinnon was to last year's championship i mean he had the victory slide uh so to speak and so uh, he's one um that, that i'm watching i know that that Tony is back in the mix and and fans are are a little bit fearful uh, of that situation but i and i can't see tony having that big of a role in, in this game i think if he were were to be up and, and were to play and you know, i think it would maybe be in as an emergency returner maybe have a few things built in i i don't think they're the Chiefs at this point would throw someone into the fire to to kind of mess what they have going on uh, up. Uh, but for me, again, Tooney and McKinnon are the ones to watch.
0: You know, Josh had the great tinfoil hat scenario earlier when it comes to Kadarius, and and he said that because he did that Instagram thing and complain that he wasn't injured, that it was a lie, the Chiefs are going to be like, fine, you're not injured. Now you're a healthy scratch, and that's going to hurt Kadropius more than, you know, the injury. Like, the Chiefs were trying to give this guy a way out, you know, kind of a cordial way of doing things, as we see in sports all the time. He clearly didn't embrace it, and now Andy Reid can, quote-unquote, make him a healthy scratch, and that's got to hurt even more than, you know, the injury situation.
5: Yeah, it's been a very... uh tough year I think for Kadarius and the situation at the end of the year has been a little bit bizarre with the Instagram thing last night he was out there and, and kind of alluding to the fact that it was doctored and switched and the, the tape was oh, okay. changed. Was I, was <laughs> about- I was
2: hacked. I was hacked.
5: Yeah, but uh, he is around. Um, he did seem to be in good spirits. Uh, so if there were a scenario where Kansas City did make him active. I, I think he put his best foot forward. I just, I don't know if they would do that at this stage. I was Literally say, he I... puts his best
0: foot forward. Pete. We saw it in the Buffalo <laughs> game. Pete,
5: Pete, Pete <laughs> picked his words carefully. I know
2: that, but yeah, I just look at it as like the pecking order, and I'm like, he's so far down the pecking order now. I don't, I don't see how you could do it.
5: Yeah, I think there, there's a, a thought process to Andy Reid, and, and Andy's usually pretty good about this, uh, especially at this time of year i mean i think his leash is a little bit longer when they're, they're figuring things out at the beginning but when you get to this end in this stretch i mean he really goes with the guys that he's winning with and Kadarius hasn't really been involved since december so i just i don't see that changing uh, anytime soon um you know especially when you got to fill out certain roster spots for game day i mean there's still a game here and if mckinnon were to be ready and were to be active i mean that would take a roll away from somebody else and I know how you could force them both into the lineup.
0: Talking with Pete Sweeney here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, Pete, before we let you get out of here, what's the rest of the week kind of look like from a Chief standpoint and their practice field versus the 40 Winers and their soft turf? <laughs>
5: Yeah, we're going to head out to, it's called Lake Las Vegas today. They put the players away from the, the strip. Be careful and, of the
0: coyotes. Uh, I saw locally Las Vegas tweeted that an NFL player was attacked out there by a coyote yesterday.
5: Yeah, that's dangerous, and I have very sweet skin. I don't know if you know that about me. You so are. Very, yes, <laughs> yes. It is. You lotion uh, every and, day. Yeah, and so it, we'll do that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Head out there. It's it's a wild media uh, situation. I mean, it, it's it's tough to cover, to tell you the truth. I'm fortunate to have a really good AP team back at home. They send sound back and, and whatnot, but you get ten or, 10 or so pressers going on at the same time for an hour. Uh, we get that for three days. Chiefs will be practicing. You'll get the usual uh, injury report, and then uh, the media portion of all this shuts down uh, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, uh, the players kind of uh, relax and and uh, you know have their final meetings and, and walkthroughs, and then we'll get ready for you know what is this game on on Sunday. So uh, it's going to be a lot of work here, uh, a lot of coverage, uh, but it's going to come up quick, and then all of a sudden there'll be uh, there'll be time, and I think we're all ready for that. Yep, week
0: from tomorrow we'll have the parade. Pete, enjoy the uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay away from the spearmint rhino. And enjoy that sweet skin of yours.
5: Yeah, thank you, and uh, I miss your parade plans, Bob. Don't forget, it's also Valentine's Day, so maybe you want to get that taken care of early. What?
0: I just had birthday and Christmas, man. Like, like as soon as Valentine's Day is over, I'm clear till Christmas, so. Parade and Valentine's, all same day. I know. We're and Ash Wednesday, too, Let's yeah. Let's hope that's yeah. the case. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Pete. And Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday's a
2: week from today. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride drops by each and every week presented by Mark Ferguson. The attorney has been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson and brought to you by Park & Go, your go-to airport parking destination with all covered parking book, parkandgo.com
0: Do that now. They're the best.
2: Uh, We mentioned the field. (laughs) Roger Goodell kind of shut that one down right away. It was pretty funny the way he handled it too. We'll hear from him next.
0: blaming the refs you're upset you're going off because the chiefs just won again cuz you can't win in the playoffs like we do we're on the field for another super bowl and again you got to watch kelsey and mahomes and you'll never lift that trophy like they do you are clean
2: Blaine Howard's not taking any yeah, of it. Yeah, how
0: about that, Blaine? national Recording done. Artist and
2: Chiefs fan. A little, uh, a little Taylor parody there. I like it, man. Maybe a little, good. little <clears throat> to San Francisco as well. Yeah, So well done by Blaine, friend of the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff out of Blaine Howard. I like that a lot. That's one of my favorite ones right there.
2: <laughs> good job, man. There's a little salt in that one. I like it.
0: There's a little salt. There's a Taylor Swift mixed in. Mm-hmm. He's just so talented, man. I envy musicians. I try to be one, but I'm not.
2: Mm. No, he's good. He's good. Uh, Roger Goodell was asked. Speaking of good. (laughs) Was was asked about, well, I was going to say, speaking of Taylor Swift, of course, he was asked about Taylor Swift. And, uh, you know, was she part of the script
4: this year? I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, listen, there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, She's, she's a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. She She's the best of the best. And and so having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that, is nothing but a positive.
0: I'm, I'm 100% with Roger Goodell on that. It's changed the relationship that I have with my daughters with this Taylor Swift thing because it's what we talk about all the time now. We were at uh, high school orientation last night.
2: Oh, boy. Right? Happens so the, fast. Uh, it does. Yeah, and and yeah. my
0: wife is starting to tear up a little bit. She's we only got about four and a half more years to go. And I'm like, yay. Yeah, when you put it that way, she goes, this has been harder than kindergarten. And over at Olathe East High School is where my daughter daughter's going to be going. And there's a counselor with the last name of Lavender, right? And I'm like, okay. Um, And so I just texted my daughter during the meeting, Lavender Hayes. And I'm like, see, the Taylor Swift stuff is always going to be kind of part of the lexicon well, between me and you my kids, do, anything right?
2: you do to get your kids to roll your eyes. <laughs> it's it's a win. I think,
0: I think she actually yeah. laughed at that when I sent that to her, because yeah. I just thought that was funny, but yeah, you're right. Roll the eyes. They, they like to do that. But if you could get them to laugh every once in a while with some dad jokes, yeah, she did. She just laughed and she put a ha ha on it. So that's the Taylor Swiss. I'm with Roger Goodell. And I, I said this from the time the COVID thing happened. Roger Goodell has been the ultimate leader. And I like him more and more every year because he just doesn't have time for this nonsense anymore. Like this field stuff that's going on out there. Roger Goodell has no time on his plate for the 40 winers right now.
2: Yeah. The practice field in San Francisco, they said it was too soft. Right. There were even some, some indications they might do their media and then go back.
0: Yeah. To, to San Francisco. On their own
2: field. And they got it worked out. And I think their quote was the, the, the deal with it. Almost yeah. Like, well, I guess if we have to do it, we'll do it. Um, Roger Goodell says it's fine. We've had 23 experts out there. We've had the union out there. we had 23 ex- 23 experts. Okay, 23.
4: That seems, seems like they've done due diligence. All of them think that's a very playable surface. It's softer than what they have practiced on. Uh, but that happens. Um, it's well within all of our testing standards. Uh, it is something that we think all our experts, as well as neutral field inspectors, have all said unanimously that it's a playable field.
0: See, 12 out of every 13
2: dentists That's right. <laughs> said that field
0: was just fine to play on. Basically, what Roger Goodell says is suck it up and practice. And if you don't like it, tough. I mean, imagine that. The grass is being too soft. Unbelievable. It's too hard. It's too soft. It's too fake. It's too real. It's not hybrid enough. Imagine the old men in your neighborhood saying, "You know what? This grass is just too soft." Well, we can't mow today. It's wet. It's too it's soft. Just too soft. We'll go back inside. Never
2: happens anywhere except in sports. Right.
0: I mean, what are we doing right now? The Good news is
2: we've we've uh, pulled the focus off the game field. <laughs> And just put it on the practice field
0: right uh, now. But they're thinking about it. Yeah. Like it, It's like no longer does anybody just accept any sort of adversity. Do you think if you go back to like 1985, right, getting that DeLorean, go back to 1985, would you see one player in the NFL complaining about the surface that they're playing on? Mm. And now you got these prima donnas. The field is too soft. How about you kiss my ass? But, uh, Mike, I, said, I almost said Mike Shanahan. Um
2: Kyle. Kyle, kid Shanahan, it is what it is. We'll be all right. It's the field we got. We're good. Oh my god! Trying to downplay it a little bit last night, yeah. but clearly, clearly, it's become an issue because Roger Goodell had to be asked about it, and uh, you've you've had that all sorted out. Someone texted in earlier and said, "Don't they have people to go out and check this stuff ahead of time for the teams?"
0: Yes, and my answer was yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah, like people are out there like last weekend. Actually, they do
2: there's there's advanced teams and everything. So yes, there's. But Security. who knows? But who knows? The coach would come in there and step on it and go, "I don't like
0: this." Crash. Oh, it's too you know, soft. I mean,
2: it's all it takes is one.
0: A couple of people have texted in. The Chiefs heard their whining and went out in the rain and practiced in full yes, pads yesterday. That is correct. I mean, which is fantastic, is right? Correct. It's just glorious that the Chiefs are out there in the rain and full pads practicing, and the forty whiners are complaining about they don't have their sourdough bread bowls. I mean, talk about a soft bunch of dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the players, not the field. Correct. Correct. You're complaining about what today, sir? Well, the field's too soft. It's just softer than we're used to. The grass? I mean, I again,
2: I'd love that if our lawns were softer on, than we're used to. Am
0: I on candid camera? Like, I'm looking around going, is this real? Is somebody punking me? Am I on jackass? Is this real? Are the players softer or is the field softer? Well, both. Yeah, I think the players are a lot softer on the 40 winers, clearly. But, I mean. Hey, how do you
2: guys like your combinations of art? Well, there's one thing. This grass is softer than we usually get. We're not used to soft grass.
0: And if they had the wrong field turf down, it'd be too hard. There's too much rubber in it. We need a better blend between synthetic and regular. Well, my
2: guess is UNLV does, oh, have, a practice, does have a practice. does have a turf field they too. Do, they do, and the grass is they, put in over it. Right, because yeah. they play because they play on turf game day. So they've you know they've accommodated UNLV's accommodated them by putting something down. Right, and it's not. I just, I just
0: I just I, I I can't with this anymore.
2: Just suck it up and play. I love it.
0: It's it's unbelievable.
2: I love it. I love I love everything that's going quote unquote against. Either I'm the sure. By midweek,
0: we'll hear about the refs.
2: I love the. <laughs> God. Well, it's the it's the what's well, the replayed refs? So yes, I mean, it's yeah. the, he was on the first game, so every call will be scrutinized. Then Nick Bosa being held, right? Mm-hmm. They'll be on the lookout for yeah. this, this one this time. But
0: who's the who's Jerome Drenovich is the ref?
2: Yes, Bill Vinovich. Yeah. Yes, Bill Vinovich. <laughs> I got it right. So <laughs> it the fact sucks. that the fact that they've they've complained uh. about holding uh, field conditions at their practice facility. Uh, their fans booing the Chiefs last night, which was awesome, uh, because the Chiefs are just relishing this this
0: whole thing. All these things are just rolling in our direction. I love it. Right? It's just it. it's just Let's like go. I I, I can I honestly can't believe when the story started to pop yesterday that we're sitting here on the week of the Super Bowl and you got one team saying the field is too soft and we're mm. thinking about taking our ball and literally going home. That's correct, at least for a little bit. What are you, nine? Yep, yep, yep. I mean, just go out there and bloody these people in the first quarter and end this thing. And I do like this text because, you know, you would think, right, aren't there essentially walkthroughs at this time of year anyway? I mean, for the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, now the Chiefs, I think, probably went out in pads in the rain yesterday to to send a message. That was message sending. That's gamesmanship. By Andy Reid. Oh, you're going to complain about your soft turf? Let's go out in the rain and yeah, pat it to
2: We're just going to do this. And, yeah. and tell his players, too. No no day off here. Right. We're going to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I think probably probably some type of like double message there. Uh, so Bobby Witt Jr.'s extension. We'll talk to Matt Cotrero, Royal Skipper, coming up at 920. Uh, gives them such tremendous financial flexibility for the short term. And then makes it right for him in the back term Mm -hmm. but everything you wanted they are delivering we'll get to that next
3: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today